Well, I seem to have totally, totally spaced out February's episode. So March's episode is going to be a little bit different. I'm giving you both audio and video. And it turns out to be all good and perfect because this episode is going to be all about how to present on a webinar. Hi, this is Karma Spence, author of the award-winning and best-selling book, Public Speaking Superpowers. And in today's episode of the Public Speaking Superpowers podcast, my guest is going to be Jeff Brandeis. He is a sales trainer, sales coach, and author with more than 26 years of experience who has successfully helped and led professionals to increase their sales by focusing on specific problems within companies and creating repeatable sales processes while increasing revenue even in difficult economies. Now this was pre-recorded, so you're gonna notice that I'm gonna have a sudden change of wardrobe. Welcome to the podcast, Jeff. Thank you, I appreciate you having me, Karma. So the reason why I had you come on, on board here is in part because of the whole COVID thing, doing virtual speaking has become way more important than it used to. And yet a lot of speakers who can get up on a stage and be engaging, as soon as you put a camera on them, they're like, <laughs> so I was hoping that you could uh, help alleviate some of that fear and give them some pointers so that they can do just as well with a webinar as they do on the stage. Certainly, I'd be happy to share some pointers and uh, help help people out, especially as they begin their speaking career. It definitely can be a, a frightening experience, one that uh, brings jitters to a lot of people when they get in front of a camera as well. So exactly. ha happy to be here. So how did you come about your uh, expertise in webinars? You, uh, I developed my expertise in webinars really through, no different than what we were talking about, is doing the conference speaking, going on stage and being able to, uh, even from a training perspective, I have a software background, so I got used to being a presenter and presenting my products and my services to prospects and to customers. And you just begin to build on that foundation of being engaging, asking questions and making sure that audiences engage with you at the end of the day because you want them to walk away with points that they're going to be able to use and implement once you're gone. Exactly. So it all begins uh, of building that, you know, it's like building a house. You've got to build that foundation of, of comfort and then you build, begin to add things into your presentation and you try different things and you just begin to see how it all resonates. When you're doing this virtually, you know, one of the important things when you're on the stage is reading the room, reading your audience. When you're virtual, how do you do that? Well, virtual does add another complexity level towards that. First thing I would do is I would encourage everyone to turn the cameras on. <laughs> okay. I, I do a lot of web, webinars and webcasts and podcasts. And, you know, maybe half the people have the cameras on. And I kind of look through my audience and I look at, go, come on, make believe this is your family function. Turn <laughs> the cameras on. Let's, let's kind of embrace each other. Let's begin to, you know, look at each other and see each other and be able to 
you know, understand our environments. So I would begin to, you know, ask people wh where they're from, use chat functions, begin mm -hmm. to get them involved more and more in there. And one of the things I always like to do when I first begin, especially if it's a one-on-one, I mean, I'll create a little sign that says, <laughs> hello, comma, or hello, everyone, welcome to the webinar. I mean, you can always use a PowerPoint, but I mean, having a little whiteboard kind of hold it up, you know, mm -hmm. get people engaged, get them to feel comfortable. So uh, again, I would just try to bring that crowd in initially, get them using their camera because they use it. They just don't want to be on camera for you. So I encourage them to turn it on. And I see you add in some old school stuff so they feel more comfortable. Yes. That's great. Does the way you word things matter? when you're presenting on a webinar as opposed to presenting in some other way? It's always how you word things is how you people hear things differently. I have a background of also neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, and mm -hmm. it's kind of sending those subliminal messages of the words that you use. For example, if you're, you go to a, a pool and the lifeguard's up on top looking out over everybody and they he tells the kids, don't run, don't run, don't run, right? And all the kids' fear is run. Right. Okay? And they just continue to run. But the lifeguard just said, walk, walk, okay? It's a different psychological uh, message into the child brain that actually will resonate better than versus, versus telling someone, don't run. So just say, walk, walk. They will walk. And it's no different than when you're on stage. You know, the words that you use, the words that you choose to use has different messages. You know, I'm not a, I don't say to people, no problem, because people hear problem. Problem. Okay. So the, the things that you say that resonates with people, whether or not you think so or not. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, people walk away with different things and how you present things, the words that you present and how you say them, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's interesting. I had heard that one tip before, but it was, you know how when someone wants to remember something, they'll put, don't forget, and your brain automatically drops don't. So what do you do? <laughs> you forget. Yeah. So ever since I learned that, and I think I learned that in my 20s, I always say, remember, remember, <laughs> and Sometimes it works. <laughs> Sometimes it works. You know, and there's really, there's three types of people. You have the auditory people that are listening to our podcast that will remember a lot of what we're speaking about. Mm -hmm. And you got visual people that, that they like to see things. And then you got the kinesthetic type of people. That's a mixture of they want to feel, touch, but they also see and they want to hear. You know, when you're engaging an audience and you're doing a webinar, Another thing I would suggest for presenters is send a, a PDF file or send them a worksheet and it has blank lines with phrases or key points. So as you're doing your speech, reference your PDF and go to, okay, on page two, we have building, building rapport is building and there's a line. So what, what I want you to do is write trust in that word, in that blank line. Because people will remember things when they write and they exactly. see. So when you're 
a new presenter and you're presenting over Zoom or any other uh, web tool, encourage people to take notes, encourage people to, again, if you have a handout, encourage them to write on their handouts because again, that builds memory. So it builds that camaraderie, it builds that memory for the people to be able to get more out of your presentation and encourage them to take notes. You know, I, I, I've attended lots of presentations and you get the person that goes on stage. He speaks really well. And nowadays you have motivational speakers, you got people teaching things, you got all different types of, of teaching. Some go on without even having a, a PowerPoint mm-hmm. at all. And they'll talk for an hour. To me, honestly, I'm more of a visual person, kinesthetic. I mean, I like to touch and feel things. I like to see bullets. I would get more out of a presentation that was interactive that way and be able to take my keynotes, have something that I could take away from. And especially if the presenter gave me some handouts as a, as a walk away, mm-hmm. it makes me remember more. So the more engaging if you're on Zoom, you know, encourage chat, you use uh, polling. I mean, a lot of people who use Zoom don't even know there's polling functionality exactly in there and there's even a a whiteboard a chalkboard so you can actually make your own notes you can draw images uh again it begins to engage people the more you can engage especially when you're over zoom the more you don't have them of course the tendency is i'll look at my phone i'll look at my email so the more you can get them into your program and become that engaging presenter it will have them remember you, remember your content, and they'll have something that they'll be able to implement when they leave your presentation. If public speakers were superheroes, what would their superpowers be? They could be passion, authenticity, voice, and more. And what's even better, you can have them too. You may ask, who me? Yes, you. Order your copy of Public Speaking Superpowers on Amazon today. Find out more at publicspeakingsuperpowers.com. I'm really glad that you mentioned the, the handouts with the blank lines that you actually mention it because one of my personal pet peeves is you'll, you'll have this wonderful handout with little blank lines and the speaker's just going along and you have no idea what to put in the blank lines because they either didn't say the phrase, they didn't point out, sometimes they're on a totally different page than the one you're on because you didn't know they hadn't, they had already covered that. And that I think takes away from the experience and the learning if you're like trying to figure out what to put in the lines and you have no idea because the speakers just like created it so you'd have something. Yes. So yeah, yeah. They felt they felt value. They felt that their marketing team created something for them and they sent it out and they, they feel good. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's all about, like you said, getting the getting the referencing it. Another key thing that you can do is a lot of people go into PowerPoint and they go right into presentation mode. So it's full screen. Mm, Yeah. So the other thing you could do, candidly, is just stay in uh, PowerPoint regular mode, 
pull up your handout and you have two windows. Yes. If I have a Word file that has your, your handout or a PDF, it doesn't really matter. And then your PowerPoint slide on the other window. So they see your handout and they see your PowerPoint. Ah. It's, it's a different technique. Yes. You have to know your slides because you're going to make that other sidebar in PowerPoint very small. <laughs> yeah. That can be able to automatically advance it. Okay. But visually, people will see, oh, okay, this is where I'm at. It keeps me candidly on track to be able to also reference the handout. I have my mm. PowerPoint, so I know my speaking points. And one more point, if I may, without PowerPoint, there it's called, in my mind, PowerPoint for a reason, because all you want on your slide is a point. Exactly. Don't make these long, verbose paragraphs where you look like you're actually just reading it. Exactly. Make them bullets. All, they, all they're meant there for is to jog your memory on what you want to talk about. Exactly. In fact, I like to have ones that have an image that represents that bullet point, And that's the dominant part of the slide. Yes. Yeah, it's imaging. It's bringing, bringing them to life. Exactly. Because you want people paying attention to you, not the PowerPoint. Correct. Yeah, you're the center of attention, so to speak. I mean, you're yes. the presenter, but you're also the teacher. Yeah. And I think a lot of our speakers forget that, especially when you're doing things remotely. You're teaching. Yes, you're speaking, but you're trying to convey a point. You're trying to convey a message. That's, you know, to me, that's when you're teaching. You're a professor on your topic. Whether you're doing a sales presentation, you're doing product presentation, you're doing motivational speaking, or you're whatever you're talking about, and to a group, and you're the main presenter, mm -hmm. you're teaching something to somebody. Exactly. Now, the thing with webinars is there, there are kind of two layers to think about. There's one, which is your words, which we've been talking about, is like, how do you present? But then the other is, because this is all technology, there are the tools that help you. Now, when you're on the stage, that's a microphone. That's pretty much, and lighting. Correct. On a webinar, what are the essential tools you need in order to be an effective webinar presenter? I'm going to say something that's going to be kind of, I know you're asking for tools and I'll provide <laughs> some tools. But one of the things that we all have is our voice. Mm. Okay. Use voice inflections as a tool. Speak softly sometimes. Get people to wait on your next words. Okay. And that's a really valuable tool as well to kind of engage that audience. So we talked about the PowerPoints. We talked about the slides. You talked about, you know, a little bit of a whiteboard. Those are all tools. <clears throat> but candidly, the real most valuable tools you need to have, invest in a great microphone. Hmm. Invest in a good camera. Raise your laptop up so it's not down on the desk and people are looking up at you in your face they should you know candidly you and i i mean we're not, i know we're doing a podcast but we're doing this over zoom but we're each about our eyes about a third of the way from the top of mm -hmm. the camera from the top of your the visual which is where it should be exactly yeah uh, your eyes should not be down on the last bottom side so how you use 
your tools with your camera, your microphone, even your backdrop. Okay, if you're doing a, a webinar or presentation and you're doing it from your bedroom, make the bed. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, you don't want that dirty clothes, you know, coming through on the background. You don't want that pillow that's, you know, all messed up or the bed right. being a mess or. Unless it's a prop. <laughs> unless you're going to use it, correct. Or, and if you're going to have used visuals, have them really at hand. Mm -hmm. So, for example, some people might get my name, um, mispronounce my name wrong. So here I have a little brand dice and I have dice at the end. <laughs> that's great. So it's, it's, did so I pronounce it correctly at the beginning? I'm sorry. Did I pronounce it correctly? Yes, you at the did. Okay, good. But if you are going to use props, make them handy, make them so they're all within arm reach so that they're, you know, they're, you can reach them obviously very easily without having to go off camera for, you know, even five seconds or turn your back to, you know, to, to go pick up something. Exactly. The other tool I, I would suggest, I like to stand when I do presentations, okay? I get the energy level higher when I stand and I'm presenting versus when I'm sitting. That's my personal preference. Obviously everyone has their own style and their own techniques. Exactly. I like to stand. So it gives me that extra oomph, if, so to speak. Yeah. It, Which means you need to lift the camera up higher. Yeah, lift, lift the camera up higher or Kaylee, I have a desk that I can lift up it's one mm -hmm. of those uh, you know, lifting desks. Yeah, the standing desks, I think it's. Standing is. desks that they have, so I can lower it when I want to lower it and sit. But, you know, again, when you're presenting and you're being paid to present or you're, you're doing a podcast for people, this is your livelihood. Mm -hmm. You know, this is my craft, so to speak. You know, I mean, this is what I do for a living. So you've got to invest in the tools that it's going to help put the best foot forward for your people who are listening so they can hear you, they can see you if you're on Zoom, and they get a great uh, memory of your total package. So a lot of my audience are new, and they may and they may even be new to this whole webinar thing. What is your advice for setting it up so that their presentation goes well? A great question, Karma. So one of the things I would truly urge everyone to do is in order to let the audience know what's going to happen during their presentation. So you want to tell them up front what they're going to see, how they're going to see it, so they have an idea of a high level what they're going to see during the webinar. Then show it to them. So you go into a little bit more detail, you show them the product, you show them some of the things that you really want them to remember. And then you summarize it at the end. So you kind of tell them, you show it to them, and then you're going to summarize what the key points are that you want them to remember and walk away with. That to me is a winning agenda because you then encompass everything that like you show them the agenda, you went into the detail of the agenda, and then you summarize exactly what they saw. So it, it's really to me a great uh, menu, a great entree if you want into being a successful uh, webinar presenter. Wonderful. Is there any other, uh, advice I haven't asked you about that you want to share with my audience? You, know, you got to be comfortable with your topic. You, you should rehearse before if this is your first time, you know, speaking on the topics. So do a couple of Zoom calls, record them, critique yourself. I'm the hardest on myself 
when I listen to myself. <laughs> yeah. And candidly, I don't like to listen to myself. <laughs> yeah. Most of us don't. But you learn so much. Or candidly, have someone that has no knowledge of you or what you do just critique you. And they don't have to listen to the whole thing. But just, I mean, in that five minutes of them watching you, it'll get you more comfortable or get you more prepared. So I would, you know, the old joke, comma, is how do you get to Carnegie Hall in New York? Yeah. Practice, practice, practice. No different than being a speaker or a presenter. You know, know your topic, know your audience if you can, get to know them and be engaging. So practice will definitely help you make more, help make you feel more comfortable. And yes, the jitters may not go away, but you'll feel more confident walking in or getting involved with the topic once you have that practice and you'll know where you want to go. Wonderful. Exactly. Exactly. So now if someone wanted to learn a little bit more about you, where can they find you? They can find me at brandicecoaching.com or they can go, Kenley, a complimentary call. They can go to speakwithjeff.com. My calendar will come up. They can book 30 minutes, complimentary call. Just love to learn more about the audience, what they're doing and what they're looking for from a, a, a health perspective, whether it's speaking, presentations and be able to work with them. Be happy to. Thank you for asking. And Brandeis is B-R-A-N-D-E-I-S. Thank Thank you you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. Oh, my pleasure, Kamara. I hope uh, your audience and yourself can learn something. And at the end of the day, it's all about being open to learning new things. Wonderful. This is the end of the Public Speaking Superpowers podcast. This is Karma Spence, your host, signing off.